Google Docs uh, told me to correct booby to boobies. Correct what to what? <laughs> Google Docs told me I needed to correct uh, booby, singular, to boobies. Plural. Oh, well, because you need two. You can't just have a single booby. Oh, okay, but like, within the context of the story, it's a, it's a singular booby. Welcome to Your Mom's a Hoax. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about everything. What do you normally say? Like strange, weird, yeah. spooky. A we little talk bit about all quirky. Shit. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, yeah. yeah I'm your host, weird. Alexis. I'm your other host, Brenna. And together. We have two we're... brain cells. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I couldn't even think of what to say after together. So... <laughs> Okay, so you said you had something to tell me, but then it had to wait until after the intro. Yes. Tell me. Yeah, well, I've been waiting to tell you this for, like, like days now, right? I I cannot wait. I went to Target, um, Mm -hmm. as I usually do. I was picking up groceries. And I come out of the Target, and there were these, like, high schoolers fundraising to go on some football trip. And, of course, I was like, yeah, I'm going to donate. It's just who I am as a person. I was like, I'm going to donate. Right? So I'm donating. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this kid is talking to me, and he goes, yeah, you're really beautiful. I said, thanks. Um, Thank you. He goes, how old are you? I said, oh, I'm 25. And this, I shit you not. He goes, you look good for your age. I, I wish I was joking. That silence was my jaw hitting the floor. You look good for your age? How old does he think 25 is? I, I was like, I hope, you know what? I hope that when that kid's 25, he feel. I hope that he looks himself in the mirror and remembers that moment out of the clear blue sky. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> 25, not old. I was like, fuck that kid. I would have fun- <laughs> fuck that kid. I a rude. I came to Target to get groceries and I got roasted instead. I mean, he made it sound like you're a hundred. I know. Like, I was like, what do you mean for my age? 25 and just over the fucking hill, I guess. She, yeah, I was like, like, so I was like, BRB, well, I go check my, myself in in the nearest nursing home. Excuse me. I know. Didn't know I was a geriatric. I know. <laughs> Where's your cane? Literally. <laughs> I was like. Like, what the fuck? Fuck that kid. I got in my car and I was like, Damn. Damn. So Michael Scott, boom, roasted. <laughs> I didn't need to get my feelings. And he meant it genuinely. Like, you look so good for your age. Like, you, yes. you thought you were going to appreciate that he said that. Yes. That was that was a compliment. He said, you look good for your age. I was like, sir. If I had been his mother, I just... I, I, well, I, so, and the worst oh. part, I was in the car, and I was like, I'm not even that old, right? And then I got to thinking about it, and I was like, at minimum, I've got seven to eight years on that kid maximum i've got a decade on that kid yeah that doesn't make you old he said you look good for your age it hurt it hurt just a little bit you know what give my dollar back i ain't donating to your fucking school trip go fuck yourself i I kept going fuck that kid 
You're like, give me that back. It's like, sir? Like, how? Well, no one has been that rude to me this week. Um, <laughs> that is the second I'm time sorry like, that a high schooler has basically looked at me in my face and called me old. High schoolers are assholes, dude. dude. Nobody will and check they don't you. Fucking know. They Nobody don't know will check you quite like assholes. a middle schooler or a high schooler. They'll just come for your throat. Assholes. Dude, okay, and then my mom was like, well, you gotta understand, babe, you're old enough to be his teacher. I was like, ouch. Like, you also Thanks. have to understand, mom, <laughs> that, like, that's still not old. It's like, are you, why are you supporting him? <laughs> Fuck that kid. No, he was, a, he was a very nice kid. I don't, I don't want to, he was very polite. I understand he was trying to compliment me. Um, it just hurt my ego a little bit. I mean, yeah, we're not actually, I mean, we did come for the kid, but we're not, like, I, actually mad at him. It did hurt my feelings a little bit. No, it didn't. I mean, it was no, funny as fair. fuck. <laughs> You're just like, damn, I got roasted. <laughs> I really, I got in my car and I was like, there was such a slow burn. Uh, like, I want to be mad, uh, but I'm not. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was very well-executed burn. It really was. <laughs> oh, gosh. It really, really was. Well, it is Christmas time. It is. It is. It was officially Christmas time last week, but it is for sure Christmas time now. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. have a tree up. I My tree is coming in the mail currently. Ooh. Nice. Uh, but I do have presents on my kitchen table that I'm currently wrapping. So I like that. Yeah. Um, Very excited. Uh, Mama Jerlyn has some spooky holiday-themed stuff going on later on this month. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty pumped about it. I won't lie. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. Um, but I guess we can go ahead and get into it today if you want. Yeah, let's do it, my guy. All right, flip that motherfucking coin. Heads. Tis heads. Ooh. I don't feel like I've gone first in a while. I could be wrong, but... Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. I'm also so, wearing uh, pleather pants, so... I'm going to try to keep my chair movements at a minimum. I'm going to ask you to never do that during a recording ever again. I'm going to let it slide today because we're already here. I, um, I came from work. <laughs> I understand. We usually That's, record I'm gonna on... Let it, I'm going <laughs> to let it slide. We usually record on days that I am either working from home or not working at all, okay? I know, but you look very nice. I do. Top up for the TikTok, I'm going to look like death. It's because I have My hair's to. been up in a ponytail all day, but I don't know if you guys can tell that here. I'll take it down for the TikTok. So it looks like I have hair. Um, so, today, I'm going to talk about um, the mysterious death of Ray Rivera. Okay. As some of you probably know, um, this is the first episode of, like, Netflix's Back to, like, what am I? Hello? Words are hard. It's the first episode of um, Netflix's... Future? reboot no reboot of um unsolved mysteries <gasps> i love that yes. show i do too I very good show. show i the what oh my god the episode about the earthquake and or the I tsunami i have been kind of like just i don't know oh yeah that's pretty intense it's pretty sad yeah it got me like of all the things that can kill you just like a wave of water worst fear hate it I don't oh. want any part of it. Yeah, me neither. Um, so, let's do this. Okay. 
So it is May 16th, 2006. Okay. And Ray Rivera is at his home. He's having a snack when he gets a phone call. Now, there's an eyewitness there. Her name's Claudia. She mm-hmm. worked with Allison. Sorry. She worked with Ray's wife, Allison. Um, mm-hmm. And Claudia said that she had heard Ray go like, oh, shit. And then like, dip. Yeah. And that was kind of the last time anybody saw him. Okay. Um, which is weird. Yeah. So, Allison, she was on a business trip. Like, in, uh, we're in Baltimore, Maryland at the moment. And she's in Virginia, I think, like Richmond, maybe, for, like, a business trip. She, like, drove there. Um, But I guess maybe took Ray's car. I don't really know. Maybe she's got a bunch of cars. But we'll get there in a minute. So she's on a business trip. Uh, She calls Claudia when she hasn't heard from Ray. Because, like I said, she's Claudia's, like, her co-worker that's staying with them. Because she's on a business trip, I guess. Um, So Claudia's like, no, I haven't uh, heard from Ray. I told her, like, Claudia tells her the story of him, like, getting a phone call and rushing out around, like, 4 p.m. or so. It just seemed like he was late for something, is what Claudia said. Like, he had an appointment and, Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, I gotta go. Um, But Claudia was like, I'll let you know, you know, like, when he comes home. And Allison's like, okay, like, okay. Like, that's weird, but all right. Uh, Next morning, Claudia calls and, like, Ray hasn't come home. Okay. So Allison's like, I'm coming the fuck home. Like, yeah. she gets in the car and she fucking comes home. As you would. Yeah. So we're going to back up a little bit. Um, we're going to leave Allison and we're going to go sort of back to Allison. So the couple, Ray and Allison, they were, like, kind of recently married. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, within five years of being married, I think. So, like, pretty, still yeah. newlyweds, sort of. Like, oh, um, they had moved to Baltimore, Maryland in, like, 2003, 2004-ish. I want to say 2004, but I'm not very good at math. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Um, they moved to Baltimore because his lifelong friend, Porter Stansberry. Sorry. His lifelong friend, Porter Stansberry, he, like, really wanted Ray to come work with him mm-hmm. to write, like, financial columns for Porter's company. Yeah. Uh, so, Porter... Porter owns, like, Stansberry and Associates. Like, that's his... It's, like, an investment firm or something. I don't know. They've got, like, a monthly newsletter that comes out. And Ray wrote columns for it. People that do things I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And don't care to understand. It's, uh, like, people are going to be like, ah, women can't understand the math because they're dumb. No, I just don't care to understand the math. Listen, there are a lot of kick-ass women that are totally in the finance thing. Uh, I'm not one of them. Yep. Sorry about you. I got other skills in other places. (laughs) It's true. Um, Stop me. (laughs) So, yeah. So, they move out there. He's working for Porter. Um, It is made clear, though, like, in the research and stuff, that, like, Ray didn't work for Stansberry and Associates, like, six months prior to his disappearance. So, like, the six months before his disappearance, he wasn't working there anymore. Okay. However, he's doing freelance work. For another company that was like a subsid, like a subsidiary. How do you say it? Subsidiary. Sub subsidiary. Yeah, I think that's. I right. think it's subsidiary. Anyways, um, it was a subsidiary of the Stansberry and Associates parent company, which is Agora Publishing. Okay. Okay. So there's the parent company. Yes. And then there's Stansberry and Associates, and then there's like this other company that Ray was working for, like freelance at the time. Okay. Okay. Just put that on a post-it because we're gonna come back to. That. I just hit my whole desk. (laughs) That's what that sound was, if you heard it. I just, yeah. She just (laughs) moved it with my knee. (sighs) 
Now, the couple had kind of planned to move back to L.A. Ray, like, really wanted to write movies and, like, make movies. And, like, mm-hmm. that was the dream. They wanted to go home and do their thing. Yeah. Um, makes sense. I don't know. This story is really sad. Like, that didn't ever happen, obviously. Like, it just... Yeah. It's a very sad story that we're going to talk about. But we're going to try to keep it funny. <laughs> I'm a softie. Yeah. Um... So, we'll go back to May 16th of 2006. Ray had to ache in Allison's car. Mm-hmm. Um, when he got that phone call, he was like, yeah. I gotta go. And he did. He didn't even say anything to Claudia, I don't think. I think he just left. Yeah. Um, and not only that, uh, Claudia said he came back for like a 30 seconds, like ran in the house, ran into his office, and then like flew out of there, left the lights on in the office and the door open and like dipped. Okay. Never to be heard from again. Hmm. Um, so that's weird. Yeah, that is Allison, weird. though, she comes back from her trip. She's calling family and friends. Like, people are coming into town to look for him. Uh, and on May 17th, like, around 3 p.m. or so, which is about 24 hours after he disappeared, she reports him missing. Like, yeah. the search is on. We're looking for him. Let's do this. So. Yeah. Um, it's May 23rd. And Allison's parents are, like, driving around. And in, like, the Unsolved Mysteries thing, they were talking about how, like, the dad was, like, okay, I think it's mom and dad. Allison's Mm -hmm. parents are in the car, okay? And her mom is, like, honey, that's the car. And he's, like, that's not his car. That's not the car he was driving. That can't possibly be it. And she was, like, if you don't pull this car over, that is his, that's the fucking car. <laughs> like, license plate matched and everything. That was the car. <laughs> like, she said, listen, I know. Okay. She was like, pull the fuck over. Um, so, yeah, they found his car, or, well, I guess it's technically Allison's car, but it's the one that he left in on the 16th. Yeah. They found that in a parking lot in Mount Vernon, which is, like, kind of near he, like, where he, like, worked, like, the okay. area he worked in. Yeah. Um. So, a few of his co-workers decide to, like, go up on top of this parking garage that's, like, in the area by the Belvedere Hotel, which mm-hmm. is, like, a big historical hotel um, in, I wanted to say Birmingham, but that's not where we're at. We're in Baltimore. Sorry. Um, it's not even close, my guy. I <laughs> know. Uh, it's not. It's, like, so far apart. <laughs> um, anyway, so the Belvedere Hotel, it's kind of, like, famous in mm-hmm. Baltimore. I think now it's, like, apartments and offices and condos and stuff, but it used to be, like, a really fancy-schmancy hotel. Yeah. Um, so, these co-workers, and, like, trigger warning, because this is going to get bad, but I'm going to keep, like, the graphic details out. I have, like, Diet Love Pass episode oh, PTSD. Oh, yeah. I, like, I can't. I, really, <laughs> I can't. We really went into it. I thought about Ash Vlogs today. So sorry I did that to y'all. <laughs> you know what? It's tit for tat. It's tit for tat, man. It happens. Um, so anyways, they're on top of the parking garage. They just want to get, like, maybe a better view, I guess, of, like, the area and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. see what's around. I don't know. I'd be looking for cameras and stuff just to see what was up. Yeah. Um, and they look down. And to their, like, absolute shock, there's a hole in the roof of the Belvedere Hotel. That's a problem. Like, like. Like, like, hole, like a person-sized hole, maybe? That's a problem. It's not good. That's not what you ever want. It's not what you want? No. No. You don't want to see that? You don't want to look over there and see a hole? No. It's not it. Um, so, naturally, we called the police. Yes, as and you would. And 
Yes. And under that hole, um, they found the body of Ray Rivera, and it was horrible. Yeah. His injuries, the autopsy said, were consistent with someone who took a fall from roughly 13 to 14 stories, That's which bad. is about how tall, like, the Belvedere Hotel is. Mm-hmm. Yep, hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I That is not the way I want to go. Nope, nope. Not nope, even a little bit. not good for the body. It's not. It does not do the body well, no. Okay. Um, now, okay. There's a little discourse about unsolved mysteries on the internet, okay? Because, like, they made it seem like... They have, like, a narrative to push. I mean, it of is course. unsolved mysteries. So yeah. they're, like, trying to make it seem mysterious. When a lot of people think that maybe it, he did just, like, die by suicide, unfortunately. Um, hmm. But we'll get into all of that. Like, I've, I've got it. I got you covered. Do not worry. Um, so... In the Unsolved Mystery app, Allison is, like, interviewed for that episode, and she said that she spoke with the coroner, and the coroner told her that the way his shins were broken was not consistent with the fall. Uh, it just made my whole body I said trigger up. warning, like, 30 seconds ago. I should have no, said No, I know. Again, uh, well, and I, I, this, again, this is not information that is, like, new. I watched the Unsolved. Yeah. It's been a and minute, then the TCO but like coverage, and then yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm. It just still makes me so. Ugh, my shin. Like even like hitting my shin on something, like I could not no, imagine it's... them both. Gross. Okay, yeah, continue. So, um, however, okay, so it said that his shins were broken, yeah. and that was not consistent with the fall. But there's a fact sheet that uh, the prosecutor's podcast built, like, on this case, I guess, yeah. for one of their episodes. Um, and that said that the autopsy... Okay, that said that in the autopsy, the only thing that was written down was that his lower right leg was broken. Mm-hmm. And that his in- injuries were consistent with, like, a seriously high fall. Like, there was nothing said about his shins. Like, mm-hmm. I just think if both of his shins were broken... I, well, that would be in there, but then like his lower right leg could be his shin. Yeah, and and also I just I I just and I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But like it wouldn't surprise me if your legs broke in a bad way uh, when you went through a metal roof. A yeah. roof. Uh, yeah. Um, like, I would think that that would maybe, sh- at least, like, like there would be some inconsistencies with, like, if you just hit the pavement. Oh, I hate that. Didn't mm-hmm. like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, when well, you're going you came, through. I mean, yeah, you had, you impacted something else before you got, like, to where you landed. Yeah, and then like, impacted another thing. Yes. Yeah. I um, mean, so I could see, like, there being some inconsistencies in terms of, like, you know. I also just can't trust anyone. Like, the autopsy could be a lie. I don't know. That is true. I trust no one. I don't know. Everything comes out in the wash. I don't know. Um, Did you just quote Miranda Lambert? I might have. I might have done that. You leave me be. I'm not judging you. I get it. I do that. Yeah, I get it. Miranda, if you're listening, call me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to drink tequila with you. (laughs) I have uh, Casamigos on my bar cart at the moment. 
we can have shots. Oh, okay. Anyways, wow. I was talking directly to Miranda Lambert. I was not talking to you. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I would never agree to that, so. I mean, you can come hang out, too, though, if she's here. Listen, well, obviously. Are you kidding <laughs> she's me? She's gonna come hang out. <laughs> yeah, Miranda Lambert's at your apartment. Yeah, you better believe I'm crashing that party. Oh, my I God. I, I could not bring her into my apartment. I'm having heart palpitations just thinking about having her I in my apartment. I just don't want It's tequila. too messy. She couldn't come in here. <laughs> And I don't judge you for not liking tequila. Some of us are just badder than others. Listen, <laughs> there was a day when I could do tequila shots. At your age, I understand that that's At, hard for you. Listen, yeah, as the kid in the Target parking lot <laughs> so clearly pointed out, um, that that time <laughs> of my life has, has apparently come and passed. <laughs> It's the secret pickle shots for me. Ask Brenna. <laughs> Brenna knows about a secret shot better than anybody. It wasn't one. Wasn't it like six or seven? It was like eight. Oh my god! <laughs> they were mixed. They were mixed shots. It was fine. At, there was a time in my life when I, I drank more than I do now. Okay. Significantly more than I do now. Um, I was in college, so. Hello. Oh, thank you. Um... It also states, though, that, like, the cause of death was undetermined. Like, it says that in the autopsy. So, yeah, I don't know. Not enough evidence to swing one way or another. And that is murky enough for me to speculate. So, here we go. Yeah. And I, and I um, think that's true for most people. So, now we're going to, like, speculate wildly, like I said. Yes. Um, Allison and Ray's brother, Angel, they said that, like, Allison and Ray were both terrified of heights. Like, okay. biggest fear didn't like them at all so we're trying to figure out why ray was on the roof of the belvedere in the first place yeah that's valid and also like and i i mean i don't know i i also feel like if you're terrified and you're looking to no longer live maybe like i don't know that i would choose the thing that i'm most afraid of like i don't think that i would want to be yeah like petrified also i just think if i'm in that situation i want something that's 100 percent guaranteed and you can't promise me that a fall like that's gonna kill me yeah well i i mean over 10 stories you pretty much can oh, oh yeah. i didn't know that if you're above 10 stories like it's it's pretty surefire that your body can't withstand that but still like i i would think that that would be and i i am not speaking from experience i don't know but mm -hmm. i would think i don't know that would dissuade me yes same agreed um but police are kind of like maybe leaning towards like death by suicide they mm -hmm. don't really like know because the autopsy is undetermined and i don't know there's a lot of like circumstantial evidence but um, it is kind of like the most logical explanation. Well, it's kind of what I think they're rolling with at the moment. Um, the family, though, does not believe that, like, at all. So, here's kind of, like, why, though. Like, some science-y, like, why. Okay. So, uh, this is directly from my research. Like, I'm gonna quote this, and I will put it in the show notes. Um, but it was too much for my brain to understand to okay. type out on my own. So, here we go. Fair. Um, it says, 
Partly due to the hotel's uh, mansard roof. I don't know what that means, but it's the way the roof was designed. Okay. Um, there is a considerable horizontal distance between the hotel tower and the location of the hole in the lower roof. Okay. The vertical fall of approximately 177 feet. Mm-hmm. The building height is 188 feet. Okay. Um, it would have taken approximately 3.3 seconds, like, to fall mm-hmm. vertically that way. Yeah. Uh, this suggests that if he did come from the roof and traveled at a horizontal distance of 43 feet before impact, he would have had to have had a horizontal speed of 10 miles per hour, which is between like a fast jog and a sprint for somebody of his like height and stature while wearing sports shoes. Okay. You can hit 10 miles per hour at his size and stuff at like a fast jog or like a, yeah, fast jog, a sprint in sports shoes. Okay. Um, and it said that Ray was wearing flip-flops or was possibly even barefoot and would have had a maximum of up to just over 15 feet, like, to run and jump, which is, okay. like, 2.5 seconds. Yeah. I don't know if you can get to, like, in a pair of flip It's hard to run in flip-flops, y'all. It is, yes. I've done it. And I almost always fall down. Almost <laughs> always. I'm not lying. I got scars on both my elbows because I'm an idiot. I was running in flip-flops, tripped in the same spot twice. Got one scar one week, one scar the next week. Stupid. Yeah? Um, I'm just saying, he had like 2.5 seconds before he's at the edge of the roof. Okay. He would have had to be running like roughly 10 miles an hour. I just don't know that... I mean, can you get up to a fast jog in 2.5 seconds? I don't know. I don't run, so I don't know... I mean, I... In a pair of flip-flops? Is it possible? Maybe. Is it plausible? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. I feel like it's not plausible. Like, 15 feet? I just don't... I mean, can you get up to 10 miles an hour in 15 feet? On your feet in flip-flops? I don't don't think... I mean, in running shoes, maybe, but, like, flip-flops. Well, even then, like, I, I don't... I, I, it just doesn't seem reasonable. That's not a very long distance. It's really not. Um, I don't know. So that's, that's kind of the science part behind, like, the fall. Like, the, like, measurements and stuff. So I don't really Mm -hmm. know that, that. But then, like, how did he get off the roof? Yeah. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know. We're going to keep going. Um. It's also said, and, like, there are mixed feelings about this, the Unsolved Mysteries uh, episode said that it was, like, really hard to even get to the roof or, like, the low... They said, because it was theorized that maybe he jumped from, like, a lower floor, too, mm-hmm. by chance, because he didn't have access to the roof. Um, but it said in the Unsolved Mysteries app that it was, like, really hard to even get to the roof mm-hmm. or, like, those lower floors, like, the access points to outside, because, like, people lived there. Yeah. And it was, like, office buildings and condos and, like... You couldn't just, like, the brother said that he tried it. Like, you can't just walk in there and get to the roof yeah. of the Belvedere from the front door. Because, like, it doesn't work like that. Um, there's another lady, though, that said that she lived there in the Belvedere at the time. And that, like, it was super easy to get to the roof. And, like, that okay. anybody could have had access. So, I don't know. I mean, do you have that kind of access because you live there? Yeah, that would be, like, I, I guess maybe if he knew somebody that lived there. Maybe. Maybe then he would have easier access, but I don't know. Possibly. But I feel like as, like, a individual person with no connections to the building, like, that you just can't get through. Like, his brother yeah. said he tried it. I believe his brother. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that'd be pretty... Mm. Um, but shit's gonna get weirder, okay? Because, okay. like, we've got the hole yeah. in the roof, um, and on the roof, not, like, on the ground with him mm-hmm. in the room where he was found, but on the roof is his phone, which mm-hmm. is, like, a little Nokia. 2006 is what we're talking about here. Yep. And his glasses. And also, like, his flip-flops were kind of, like, strewn. Okay. About, I think, as well. Um, the glasses were intact. The phone was intact. Mm-hmm. The man went through the roof. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to be an asshole or seem, like, callous or anything, but, like, he went through... His, my glasses broke when I was sitting in line at HGO the other day and I pushed them up on my nose. His glasses would have been broken, I think. Well, even, like... Like, roof or not, like, that aspect aside, like, even, like, that far of a fall, yeah, it's breaking. Yeah. Like... Your phone is gonna break. Like, even in your pocket or whatever, like, I just... Maybe not in your pocket, but I think if it came out of your pocket, which, I don't know, those Nokias were, like, little bricks. I feel like you could Yeah, but I would think, like, in the very least, the back would have come off. Yeah, the battery would have popped out. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I dropped one of those old little... And the battery just pops right out. Oh my god, yeah. The, the whole battery the back up, put it back in. Shoots one way, the battery's the other way, the phone itself yep. is skittering across the floor. I mean... So it just fucked up? Yeah. And that's from the standing height. Like... Yeah. I mean, that's not from I'm, a 14 foot drop. If I'm holding my phone, that's like, what? Like, like four feet? <laughs> I'm not a right. tall lady. <laughs> like, I just... I don't understand. I mean, I've broken phones, like, sitting. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I, I yeah, know. even, I just like, feel like, Nokia or not, I feel like, in the very least, like, it's gonna have some damage, if not yeah. completely, some like. scuffs, at least. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, at least scuffed. I don't know. And then his flip-flops, um, Allison shows us how, like, one of the flip-flops was broken, like, at the thong part. I hate mm-hmm. that it's called that, but that's what it's called. Yeah. Um. Like, where the toes, yes. toes go? Yeah, it's broken the, there. The thing. Um, like, that part had been, like, ripped out of it, kind of. And then the other one was, like, all scuffed up. Both of them were super scuffed. She showed us that in the Unsolved Mysteries episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I just, I mean, okay, maybe he was, okay, let's say he's running in his flip-flops. I do get an image of, like, your flip-flops breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I, mean, I that assume makes that would sense. happen. If you ran fast enough, I just don't think that he... I mean, he had 15 feet. Yeah. And I think even less space if he jumped from a lower floor. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, so I don't... I just don't see him picking up enough speed to, like... I don't... Rip his flip-flops. And flip-flops are light. I don't... I think even falling off 14 feet, they're not gonna... The thong... I mean, that's not gonna come out of that on a 14-foot fall. Flip-flops are pretty light. I, I have a hard time believing that, like, he... If he if he did jump, mm-hmm. I have a hard mm-hmm. time believing that it was from one of the lower floors because windows. Yeah, like uh, y- you would have to open it and then stand back, and then and then even then, like you've got to slow down to get yourself out. Well, I don't know how these windows were. I don't really know what the Belvedere looks like. Um... But it would really depend on the window, I think. Because if it's, like, a floor-to-ceiling window... I mean, I guess, but do you think they'd be that easy But to I don't open? think it's like that. I mean, this is, like... I don't know. This is, like, an old historical building. Yeah, so, like... That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like they don't have, like... Yeah, you'd have to get up and out of them. That's true. 
That's my thought. I don't know. Unless maybe he ran, I don't know. I don't know. And he didn't like run through it because along it. And then like like if there's like a little bit of like walk space, you know what I mean, like a ledge, let's say outside of that lower floor, follow me on this. There's like a ledge. Okay. And he got just enough speed kind of like running along that edge to just like maybe jump off after that. Like maybe he had enough like surface area to make that happen. I don't know. I feel like this I'm is speculating a little, wildly. This is a lot I feel of like I'm speculation. being maybe disrespectful. I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to solve it. Okay. <laughs> like it's I just want to know what strange. happened to him. Yeah. Same. Check me if I'm being disrespectful. <laughs> no. I. I mean. I. I just. I don't know. I don't know. I have a hard time. I don't think that he had. I mean, I just don't think that it. Ha- but I don't know. I don't think it happened the way that they say it happened. Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't make sense to me. Now, this next part, it's not very weird. It's actually pretty common and very unfortunate. There's no video evidence. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's expected, really. Oh. I think it's. It would be weirder if there was video evidence. This is Can... fucking par for the course. I, um, what is? If you own a hotel or really any business or well, property, it had a camera, but it wasn't working that day. So, why have the ca- if you have get cameras, make sure they work. <laughs> you have two jobs, and and honestly, pretty simple. There was an episode. I think it was maybe a Patreon ep of uh, OWD, like obsessed with disappeared. So I don't even know. If I'm allowed to talk about this, but this guy needed cameras. Um, at his house, he felt threatened by his neighbor. It's on an episode of like Fry that Fear Thy Neighbor. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy thought he needed cameras, and so he bought fake ones. He what? put up fake cameras. If you're to the point where you need somebody to think you have cameras, just get the fucking cameras. Just, yeah, just like, get them. What just are you them. doing? <laughs> like, like, everybody should have a ca- Like, why don't they work? Why have them if they're not going to work? I just, I, like, I, I, especially, like. If you like, feel like you need a camera, you probably need what's on the camera. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> like, I have I have a, a a camera on my doorbell. Yeah. And you know what? It captures videos when people come and go. Yeah. Because you want the video. <laughs> like, Just that's in why case. you have the camera. <laughs> Just in case. You know? Um, you know? And, like, I feel like especially if you have something like a hotel or really any kind of business. Like, get the cameras, right? So, step one, checked off. Make sure they're functioning. Just yes. basic just in better yet just wire them straight into the power of your house like dog dog why why have them if stop it like why like why um it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine we have to move on from it though we We could be angry about it all day um and i am so then it gets like weirder uh because police like tear his house apart obviously they're looking for yeah. a missing man and um they find this note uh. like, folded up and taped to the back of like race computer mm-hmm. um and most of you are probably thinking well probably a suicide note oh no oh no 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 no, no. it most certainly was not a suicide note and i am going to read uh, a reddit user who i will name in just a second 
politefully, politefully, is that a word? Politely? Politely. I don't know. So nicely transcribed the letter so we can all read it. Okay. And um, his, his username was deleted two years ago. Let me see if I can find it in my notes. It cool. was redditor zesty close underscore run eight fifty. Okay. If yeah. that's you, uh, thank but it's, you. Yeah, thank you for doing this, doing the Lord's work. All right, I'm just gonna read a little bit of it. I'll see how we feel, and I might read the rest of it. So it says, brothers and sisters, right now around the world volcanoes are erupting with an awesome sight, virtue. And Moore's non-separable, whom virtue unites, death will not separate. Okay. That was a well-played game. Congratulations to all who participated. I hope you enjoyed it. But it was time to wake up, so here I am. I'd like to welcome those who accept our invitations for membership during the game. I couldn't have done it without you. Um, do you want me to keep going? I guess. I'll just yeah. keep going. Um, yeah, I'm in it now. Yeah. What game are I, we I look. I don't know. I look on this endeavor to find the truth, but for its own sake and accepting this quest for the truth, I hope to awake myself with the help of others into a man ready and worthy to receive it. Members of the council, please note, and I will. Please note that I will lend peaceful concentration to the traditional responsibilities in light of these proceedings and I will either gladly or maybe sadly uh, the standard request of this council with the within the appropriate time um, again well done to all who participated I accept the council has invited all the players who gave their lives to this pursuit back so they might join us uh, here or there or hints, something along those lines. Um, it either says Tom or Don hitting, Rayburn, Blackholder, John, like TR, but I don't know the rest of it, uh, Stanley Kubrick. And it says, Farewell, fare thee well, Rob or Bob Rosenberg. And then I think this is maybe a separate note. I think these are all kind of like, separate like and i think it was maybe like three folded up notes mm -hmm. so that was one this one says before i continue with my instructions for the council and dates are taken uh the prize for my service i'd like to allow porter stansbury to choose his prize now porter won't or don't water i don't know that's like incoherent that part is um Porter won't words by claiming something I'll just take back. It's like inco like it's babbling. Yeah. Um this says now the now the game is finished, I expect the council to recompensate those who have given and to this venture. Along with myself, these players should be made five years younger by the council. Blank Rivera Allison Jones um, Elena Rivera, Angel Rivera, my dad, Angel Rivera, my brother, Brad Hogg, uh, skipping the name part for now, 
and then it's like in parentheses it says that and it says porter stansberry he didn't do it himself brothers and sisters our land of achievements has seen many ideas become new inv innovations since my game has begun radio frequency identification multi-music players portable and otherwise uh there's some water damage more water damage that like kind of messed up the words mm -hmm. um and it just kind of goes on he starts like overnight express shipping wi-fi internet ethernet mpeg jpeg mp3 invisalign um mod milk and then it's like the rights patents and proceeds for all of them should have been transferred to me by now. I know that our B, I don't know what the rest of that word is, Porter Stansberry has created a way for you to do so. Um, water damage for future transactions you should, and then it's like jumbled. Um, if any of the properties that I will refuse control of, and it just like goes on. Like then we've got like the Matrix, one, two, and three, National Treasure, the Da Vinci Code, Eyes Wide Shut, Confessions of the Dance Floor. Um, like Star Wars one through three, the Lord of the Rings fight club, the game payback. Like it just, he's just the sixth sense, the village. Like it's just a list of movies. Like, um, I guess he says something about M night Shyamalan. Like it's just rambling. I got nothing. Like it's a lot of letter. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that means. I, yeah, I think I got nothing. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think anybody will really ever. Um, I never read the full thing until just then. I kind of wanted to, like, cold open read the whole thing on uh, the air. But it mentions Porter Stansberry a lot. Yeah, that is odd. And, like, we'll get to Porter here in a minute. I'm going to tread very lightly and professionally sit on the fence um, because I do not have time for, like, a cease and desist. Yeah, that's fair. So... I don't know. Like, it's very strange letter. You guys all heard it. Um... They think that if it's a code, it's never been cracked, if it is a code. Um, not even by, like, the FBI, who's, like, had it at some point. Like, I don't think it's a code. I don't know. There's speculation that maybe he was... Because Allison said, like, he was really creative. He liked... He had movie ideas and that sort of thing. He wanted to make movies, so he'd just write shit down sometimes and, like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just random thoughts. Like, he had an idea and he wrote it down because he didn't want to lose it. Yeah. Um but then to go as far as folding it up and taping it to the back of your computer, she also said that he had to have typed it the day that he went missing mm -hmm. because there were, like, rough drafts in the trash can. Yeah. Like, there were scraps in the trash can from where he'd, like, done it a couple times. Hmm. And then tapes it to the back of his computer and just dips. That is... It, it's super odd. I have no idea what to make of it. I don't know what to do with it either. Like, I got nothing. I, I mean, because it could be, like... Very simple. He had a couple of movie ideas. He used Porter's name and real names because he didn't, you know, have any made up yet. They were stand-ins and names of people that he knew. Yeah. And that was that. Or it's the Freemasons. And there is no in-between. Yeah. I, I got I got <laughs> nothing. Um, And the reason why we think it could possibly be the Freemasons is because there's, like, a lot of the movies listed are, like, secret societies, undercover, like brotherhood things i don't know so a local freemason lodge in maryland said that the day he went missing he had um i guess called them and like asked about joining like the freemasons hmm. interesting and they said it was a pretty typical inquiry nothing weird about it like just a dude asking what it takes to be in the freemasons hmm. valid 
Um, he had also looked up, like, he had a bunch of books on masonry, which this could all be, like, research for a movie. Yeah, like, absolutely. it could all be, like, not even an interest in Freemasonry, or it could be that he wanted to be a Freemason. Like, there is no in-between! <laughs> well, and, like, listen, you know, I mean, I, it's, like, people do all sorts of stuff with, like, affirmation ideas stuff like that like people take post-it notes to their mirrors and write notes to themselves and like tape them places and you know like all kinds of stuff like that so i mean it could just be like maybe he was just trying some type of like i don't know different like i want to remember this so i'm gonna put it where i'll see it every day but he wouldn't see it every day. It's behind his computer. Well, yeah, but if it's on your computer, on... then you're still, like, you know it's there. It's, like, the idea of, like, I wrote it out, I put it somewhere, and now I know, like, like I remember maybe. it better. You know? Something like that? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, like I said, though, he also had a bunch of books on masonry. Um, he had asked his buddy, Porter Stansberry, a lifelong friend, if he was, like, a higher-up member of the Freemasons. Okay. To which Porter was like, no okay hello another friend though like maybe co-worker friend said that he often talked about like the freemasons like ray was just kind of non-stop asking about them and talking about them it which was... if you're into that go for it secret societies are cool we started a whole podcast to talk about shit like that yeah. i get it ray um and also if you somehow think all of your friends are maybe freemasons and they're just not letting you into their club i'd be talking about it a lot too yeah be casually slipping that into conversation like so I'd be like can i can i be one of those huh? hello you know anything um, about them yeah are you a president of that club or what yeah um allison also though said that ray was like super paranoid in the days leading up to his death hmm. and i think with valid reason like I don't know what was going on in, like, Ray's life outside of this. Like, I don't know if he... Because it's speculated that maybe he saw something or knew something about the Masons or Porter or whoever. And, like, mm -hmm. something bad happened to him. Yeah. There's speculation that, like, that maybe happened. And so I don't know if there was more going on to make him paranoid. But in the very least, confirmed fact, the two nights before his death. So, like, the night... Okay, so, like... May 16th, so I guess it's mm -hmm. the night of the 15th and the night of the 14th. Okay. Okay? Those two nights, their house alarm went off at, like, the same time, about 1 a.m., both nights. That and they thought out. maybe it was somebody trying to come in through a window. Nothing ever really came of it, but, like, it still freaked them the fuck out. And Ray especially was, like, freaked out, Allison said. Like, he was terrified. Which, I would be, too, yeah, like same. my alarm's going off at one o'clock in the morning. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Absolutely. Some people though do take this as like a sign of a mental breakdown. Like, and I think maybe that's a little fair. Like the paranoia, the weird wrote that the wrote the weird note that was just kind of like babbling. Like yeah, the way he died in general. Yeah, like it's very easy to think to like connect those dots. You know what I mean? Yeah, but absolutely. is it made to look like it's that easy to connect the dots? Like, you know, what I, like, I, yeah, because if it's a cover up and they want it to look like he died by suicide, then then we're all convinced. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I just, I go back and forth on it so much because I'm like, oh, there's so much evidence to say like, yeah, that probably did happen that way. And it's just like horrible. And the family's just trying to cope and grieve. And like, I understand that. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, hmm. But it is weird. But it is weird. It is weird. Um, Sorry. Uh, So people also say that like, Ray had something called, like, a Truman Show delusion. Now, the Truman Show, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> oh, is a Jim Carrey classic. And if is. you haven't seen it, go watch it right now. Pause this podcast and watch the fucking Truman Show. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I think that um, the fucking Flat Earth people should sail to the end of it then, like they did on the Truman Show. Yeah. I agree. If it's flat, prove it to me. Anyways. Um, but basically, that delusion is kind of like... I don't know. I guess, like, the idea that you're always, like, in a TV show or always in, like, a movie, kind of. Yeah, or, like, always being watched. Yeah, or something, like, that's kind of the idea of the Truman Show delusion. Mm -hmm. Um, Police do say, however, though, that, like, he did not have a history of mental health issues Mm -hmm. and that, like, Allison said he wasn't suicidal. Um, And that if he was going, Allison said that, like, if he was going to do something like that, like, he was a writer. Like, he would have written something, like... Yeah. Like, he would have let her know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that he just, like, wouldn't have done something like this. And, like, it uh, when it happens, though, because, like, people do out of the blue do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I mean, okay. Not out of the blue. There were signs before that that got missed, but... Like, I think it's fair to say, like, would he intentionally, like, plan that out and go through with it without saying anything? Probably not. But if he's experiencing paranoia, there's the alarm going off, he's having some type of mental break, then it could be that he didn't intend to do it. It was just something that resulted in paranoia. Yeah. I'm going to discuss the Porter theory. Like I said, I'm going to ride the fence because I don't want to cease and desist letter. So yes. the um, the Unsolved Mysteries episode kind of reported that Stansberry was reluctant to like talk to the police at all and that he had placed a gag order on all of his employees. Okay. Uh, meaning that like they couldn't speak to the police without involving like the lawyers of his company. Yeah. Um, about like Ray's disappearance and death. Um, like legally, they wouldn't be able to talk about it. However, Mm. Porter came forward in a Baltimore Sun article um, from 2020, like after this episode came out, saying that he most certainly did speak to the police during the early days of the investigation and that um, he had his employees direct the questions to a PR firm that they hired, but that he did not take out a gag order. Now, that's provable. Like, if somebody wants to go get the paperwork and, like, look it up, we can find it. That's, like, what they were talking about on True Crime Obsessed. And, like, that's fact. Like, you can go figure that out if there was a gag order or not, because that would come from a judge. Like, mm-hmm. it's a legal document. Yeah. Um, So I just, I don't know. I don't have the funds to go and dig for that, but I want to. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd love to know the Because if it's there, if there's a gag order there, the dynamic is totally different. Yeah. If there's not one there, then I think that also affects the dynamic. Like, I want the proof. Yeah. Absolutely. That um, completely alters. Yeah. Yep. But Porter says that there wasn't a gag order, that they did hire a PR firm to kind of handle the situation for their business. Now, 
Porter, longtime family friend, Porter Stansberry, he put up a thousand, like $1,000 reward, like while Ray was missing. And in the early days, I think after his death, uh, just like asking for information stuff that would lead to either his Mm -hmm. return or like, you know, information just on like what happened. Yeah. Um, Now, he did do that. Like he was like involved. He says that he tried to do everything that he could. And people kind of point to his like lack of like openly speaking about the case to say like oh well maybe he's guilty because like he's not talking about it ever in the public Mm -hmm. um but when that article came out which all i have to go on as like far as porter's like speaking and stuff is from this like baltimore sun article so that's what i'm referencing for like the rest of the time Mm -hmm. um he said that he like really just kind of believed that Ray died by suicide and that's why he didn't go on unsolved mysteries and wasn't going to speak publicly about it because he thought that it was like solved. Yeah. Like he doesn't think anything suspicious or like nefarious happened. Like he thinks it just like he's taking it for face value is what he says. And like, that's what he thinks happened. And he's, you know, thinks it's awful and that it's sad, but he thinks that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, like, people on the internet also kind of point to this phone call that Ray got when he, like, rushed out of the house because he talked to someone. Yeah. Like, Claudia wasn't the last person to see and speak to him. Whoever was on the phone with him was probably the last person to speak to him. Yeah. Uh, so, a lot of people speculate that it came from the Stansbury and Associates switchboard, and that's what they said on Unsolved Mysteries. However, Porter claps back in that article uh, and says that it came from the parent company's switchboard. Mm-hmm. which is Agora Publishing. Yeah. And so I guess, like, it all goes through the parent company, like, all the phone calls and stuff, which maybe makes sense. Like, they mm-hmm. probably, whatever, um, probably just, like, have one phone line. Yeah. For the same thing. Um, but Porter's saying that, like, it came from the parent company's switchboard. So this means that it could have come from the sub, like, the other subsidiary yeah. that he, Ray was working for at the time. Um but since it went through the parent company switchboard, we have no way to track where the extension, like what extension it was or who it came from. Yeah. So we'll never know if it came from Stansbury and Associates or from this other subsidiary that Ray was working for. Um, and also, Porter claims that everybody that knew Ray that worked at Stansbury and Associates was like on a work retreat on the East Coast mm-hmm. or the West Coast. It was on, they were on a coast somewhere, but I think it was the East. Anyways. Yeah. Um. If that trip happened, I want the emails say planning that trip. Yeah. That work retreat didn't just happen overnight. Prove it to me that you were on a work retreat. Yeah. What, because everybody that he knows at that job went to the retreat, everybody, nobody could have called him from Stansbury and Associates, not even, like, I'm just saying, prove it to me that that trip happened. Show me an email. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, show me an email. Um... There's more evidence, like, it's circumstantial, but there's evidence to believe that, like, he might have actually died by suicide. I just don't think that, like, he had enough speed to do that. Like, I just don't. That's the thing Um, that, like, gets me. I just think it's physically impossible for him to have done that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Porter says that Allison told him during the initial search that the Saturday before he went missing... That Ray, like, was morose and wouldn't get out of bed and that she was worried about his mental state. Mm-hmm. Allison, in the same Baltimore Sun article, says that she doesn't recall ever having that conversation with Porter. Okay. So it's he said, she said. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
Someone else that worked with Ray said that Ray had asked him if he could visit this co-worker's, like, top-floor Jersey City apartment alone. Okay. But that Ray returned the key to him. So, I don't know if Ray went there and was alone at this top floor of, like, Jersey City. Like, I don't know. That's speculation. I don't even know if that really happened. Like, yeah. that's what this co-worker claims. Uh, and the co-worker said he was acting real weird. Okay. Um, so yeah, we don't know if it was the Masons or if it was murder or if it was just like a horrible, like death by suicide. Like we just, we're not going to know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but, and I'm wrapping it up. This is the last thing I got on this. Um, and then I'm going to throw it over to you, but there is newer evidence. Um, Mm -hmm. someone came forward and said that someone had called the police station. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, a couple of times, asking about the status of Ray's computer. Okay. Um, And was, like, really concerned about it. Like, they were trying to ask if they could come pick it up. Like, if they could come pick up his computer from the police station. Okay. Uh, And that's, like, what the You Can't Make This Up podcast, like, they're the ones that um, I got that info from. But the police told this to Allison, and she was, like, pretty freaked out about it, but, like, doesn't know who it would have been. That is weird. So... I don't know. It does feel weird, but then, like, the police would have found something, I feel like, if they searched his computer, but maybe if you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah, or, I mean, I mean even, if it's like, weird Freemason stuff that they're chalking up to a movie idea or something, like, I don't know. Well, and, you know, like, I don't want to... It would not necessarily surprise me if the police determined that it was a death by suicide. It could be that they didn't see then, the need to look. That's true. I mean... I want to know what was on the computer. You what know. was so important that somebody was trying to call and pick it up? Yeah, that is super... That's odd. That's... It's it's very... It's... <sighs> this case, oh, because it's, it's, it's incredibly sad. Um, yes, I mean, very sad. You know, but it's also, like, there are just so many, like... Like, I... And and I ride the fence so hard on, on this one, too, because it's, like, part of me is, like, you know, a lot of the times, like, if... It is the most obvious answer. Yeah, like, a, a lot of the times, like, if if that's what, I mean, it, 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 I, I don't, like, I can understand, like, looking at that and saying, you know, is it weird? Yeah, but a lot of the times it is the most clear cut answer but at the same time like yeah. you can't ignore the fact that like some of the stuff that happened was really weird and it could all just be coincidental that's just but a lot of coincidence it is odd i have issues when there are too many coincidences yeah but then again like that but then that's like saying like i mean because we're gonna high like okay listen porter please don't come for us but i'm just saying if we're gonna go on this hypothetical for a minute that like porter had him murdered for something i mean what porter's just the best criminal in the history of anything ever well, and, like, nobody I, found any evidence or anything to really strongly suggest that, like, he was involved. Like, you, nobody's that good. And nobody's even, that good. I, well, and I also struggle, like, how, because I don't think you could push somebody off a roof and just, they're automatically going 10 miles an hour horizontally. That, okay. Or maybe you could. I don't know. Am I? Or maybe he was thrown? 
Yeah, but they say you... there was no indication that he was pushed. Like in the autopsy, there wasn't any indication that he was pushed. But I'm kind of thinking like, and I don't mean this to be like rude, and like I know it sounds very harsh, but like maybe some. I mean, I think maybe somebody threw him off the roof. As horrible as that sounds, I hate that I even just said that out loud. Yeah, but even like, like could a person throw another person with enough? force i don't know that's my thing is like do, does the physics on that because already we're struggling with the physics of like him running and jumping I mean, and then they're on the roof somebody said maybe he came through a helicopter like from a helicopter but then like no one saw a helicopter yeah i feel like somebody wouldn't notice that i don't know but no one noticed a man fall from the roof like okay but that for me is more okay because think about it like i could see like and we don't know what time like i don't know if we know what time like that may have happened Mm -hmm. but like hypothetically if it was like in the evening maybe i don't know like there could be times where people just aren't necessarily paying attention yeah but they say the belvedere was like a hip-hopping place like, this well, area okay. of the Belvedere that he was found in wasn't very hip-hopping. Like, nobody used that area. I mean, it wasn't found for, like, a week. But the Belvedere as a whole was very hip-hopping. Like, there was a lot of people there. Fair, but, like, also, like, those are people that are wrapped up in their own thing. And, like, True, I, I could see... I could more easily believe, like, I didn't notice somebody fall by a window than I didn't then notice, I didn't notice a, helicopter. a whole helicopter... <laughs> Like, That's somebody fair. would have been like, yeah, it was super weird. I heard a helicopter really close to the roof. Mm-hmm. It was very strange. It was odd, yeah. Somebody would have been like, That's really weird. <laughs> or maybe the helicopter wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that a helicopter was involved. I that don't... seems very far fetched. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, rule I don't know. That I one don't out. Know. Somebody would have had some sort of statement and was like, Yeah, it was a real weird night. I looked out my window and there was a helicopter. I don't know. Or, like, at least somebody would have been like, yeah, I heard one. Or, I don't know. I could sit here and think up horrible scenarios all day, and I don't want to do that because I don't think that's what we're here to do. I'm just saying, like, I don't know that I 100% agree with the evidence that's been presented to me. Okay. So, the problem (laughs) that I have with this case is that none of the theories work for me. Yeah. None of them work for me. And that's the problem that I have, is, like, none of them sound plausible or realistic. To me, it shouldn't have happened. Like, there's no way that that should have, like, happened. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I can't compute it. Yeah. But I think I'm going to throw it over to you, my guy. Okay. Well, um, after (laughs) that that very sad case. um, Yes. I'm going to, I hope, bring us up a little bit. uh, But maybe not too far. Okay. Um, Nice. (laughs) <laughs> we are talking about the Oak Island Curse. Mm, I've heard of this, I think. Yeah, this is a, an it's interesting... money pit, one. yeah? Oh, yeah, the money pit. So, uh, located in the previously named uh, New Scotia, which, yes, I am calling back to the Mary Celeste episode. <laughs> um, contrary to popular belief, it is not in Europe, but it instead is in the Great North, uh, also known as Canada. It is. It is indeed, yes. yes. Old Scotia. Old that's Scotia. back in England. <laughs> that's back in, in Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, to set the scene, 
Mm-hmm. Oak Island was said to be like the home of the Hall of Halls, the Coup de Gras, a pirate's absolute wet dream. The whole like you get the point. <laughs> yes, I'm there. <laughs> this, this bitch had treasure. Treasure. She had artifacts, and she also Money. had apparently a supposed curse. At don't most places with treasure? Of course, yeah. I mean, duh. Yeah. Said curse threatened that seven men will die before the treasure can be found. And we'll get into That's that. But keep ominous. that. Yes, keep that in the back. Seven men. Keep that in the back of your mind. All right. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna hop in the wayback machine to the summer of 1795. Okay. It was the summer of 1795. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, so Daniel McGinnis was a 16-year-old mm-hmm. living in Mahone Bay, um, and he spotted some strange lights and decided as, uh, oh, so, did I say 17-year-old? He was a 16-year-old. Not a big difference there, but... Yeah, he was okay. a teenager, right? Now, he decided he was going to go check him out. Mm-hmm. Um, so via rowboat, he ended up on Oak Island. Mm-hmm. On uh, a rowboat? In a rowboat, yeah. Okay. On the island, he noticed there was a circular depression, roughly 13 feet in diameter, with a large... Wait. Yeah? I hate to interrupt you. Yes? Is it the same kind of rowboat that the Hulk George Washington was in? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. You know, that is the only class that I have dropped in my entire grad school. <laughs> I need you to tell them about it, because I don't think it was on oh, the Oh, God. Okay, I was in... <laughs> I was in a grad, I'm in grad school, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I was taking a class uh, in arbitration, and uh, the professor that I had was a very serious person. Um, she mm-hmm. was uh, like a lawyer, like she was very, like, very serious, very serious woman. Um, yes, and indeed. she was going through these slides, and I shit you not, I shit you not, we're going over like quotes from like famous people, right? And there's one from George Washington, and it's, like, the game where, like, you guess, um, like, who said the quote. And it's, like, George Washington, and, like, the next picture that pops up, <laughs> I wish I was kidding, was, like, you know the painting of, like, the, the like, Washington crossing the Delaware? <laughs> it was that, but instead of George Washington, <laughs> it was the Incredible Hulk. And, like, I genuinely, I was sitting in the front row, because I'm blind. <laughs> I was sitting in the front row, and I'm looking at this. There's only, like, like eight of us in the class. And I'm looking at this picture. <laughs> fucking <laughs> I'm looking at this picture, and I thought she put it in there on purpose, right? Because, like, I, I mean, I, she I, had to put it in there on I've, purpose. I've had a lot of goofy like, professors, right, that make, like, all types of, like, jokes and, like, throw things in there. So I'm like, oh, sick, right? And so I go, yeah. <laughs> is that the Incredible Hulk? <laughs> and she just clearly like looks at it (laughs) does not acknowledge it moves on and like obviously like and like then somebody else was like wait like that was the incredible hulk and she like obviously is like i'm not acknowledging this i am moving on like it was so clear that she did not mean to put a picture of the incredible hulk in the on the dello like the lack of acknowledgement like did at least laugh, like oh like, my gosh i accidentally put that in there my bad that's funny oh like it's the nothing. moving on like absolutely like 
no reaction. She was like, I am not acknowledging. And I was like, I first off, I was like, well, I'm an asshole. And second of all, no, I was like, you are not the asshole. How she is the <laughs> asshole for nonchalantly bringing the Incredible Hulk up in this fucking classroom today? Okay. You, like, you and expecting you not to ask about it. Hello? How do you think the Incredible Hulk is George Washington? Like, <laughs> crossing the Delaware. Oh, he had the hat and everything. I took a picture like, of that slide. One of the most <laughs> historical moments in the U.S. History. He's green! <laughs> and, he, and you didn't think something was wrong with that? He was green! <laughs> so far from correct. Oh, God. I do. I have a picture of that. I have a picture of that. I'll post it. That's the only I'll class I've, I've ever Insta. dropped. Um, seriously, like, the only class I've ever dropped. Um, I'll post it. And I, I did, listen, I did drop that class for other reasons. I had other reasons to drop it. Um, but I'm, I'm not gonna lie, part of it was, like, how do you accidentally put a picture of the Incredible Hulk thinking it's George Washington and not find that funny? <laughs> how, like, no sense of humor. It's the pulling it off the internet and genuinely thinking it's George Washington for me. Like, <laughs> she must have just, like, not even, Bless like, thought soul. about it. Uh, I hope, I hope she gets everything she wants out of life. An <laughs> incredible moment, honestly. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, the Europa. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you notice is this circular depression? It's like mm-hmm. thirteen feet in diameter, and it's got a large oak tree hanging over it, and a tackle box or a large like oak branch hanging over it with a tackle box hanging from that branch. Okay. So naturally, Daniel was I'm like, "Check that out." I'm gonna have to come back to explore. Yes. So he left and came back with the help of two of his friends. John Smith and Anthony Vaughn. Um, they were armed with pickaxes and shovels, and they were ready to dig for treasure. That's fair. Yeah. Now, okay, just for some clarification. Um, they did this because Oak Island was part of an area that pirates were known to be, and the island was the perfect place to restock and hide treasure based on the foliage there. And mm. the golden age of piracy had recently passed. So ah, the golden age I of piracy, see. quote unquote, ended, I think, in like 1730, mm, right? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So it wasn't far-fetched to think that the boys might be onto something. Yeah. Which, okay. like, can you imagine living in a time where, like, finding literal buried treasure was, like, actually, like, plausible? Yeah. Like. No, I can't imagine living that in that time. Like, not just, like, oh, it'd be, it'd be, like, like, this is not geocaching. They were literally, like, right. we are going to find buried treasure. In fact... Captain William Kidd even admitted to having buried treasure in the Oak Island area prior to his capture in 1699. Mm. Okay. So, this being said, the boys begin to dig. Yeah, fair. The only boys will be boys that I'll accept, really. Yes. Digging for treasure. Boys are going to (laughs) dig. Yeah. Boys are going to dig. That's fair. (laughs) So, at about two feet deep, they found some carefully laid out flagstone. And under that flagstone was a shaft. Now, for all of my people that immediately laughed at the word shaft. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Are you I'm looking ta- me directly in the eye? I'm <laughs> talking to both of us. Listen, I literally have a note in my... I'm just forewarning. I was going to keep my mouth shut. Nah, the word shaft <laughs> is going to be used so many times in this episode. Well, drink when you hear the word shaft. <laughs> uh... 
The shaft walls were made of hard, packed clay. (laughs) You're hurting me. (laughs) I can't sit here in silence. (laughs) The dirt inside the shaft was loose and easy to dig. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Stop saying words to me like that. (laughs) Sorry. The shaft had now narrowed (laughs) to seven feet in diameter. I'm so sorry. Okay. And imprinted on the walls. We can do this. We're podcasters. We're adults. So the shaft had narrowed to seven Mm -hmm. feet in diameter. Um, And imprinted on the walls were images of pickaxes. Oh. Right. Now, Daniel and his friend reached a depth of ten feet where they found a layer of wood logs embedded into the shaft walls. Okay. <laughs> okay. They removed the logs and found a two-foot pocket of air with dirt below. They reached okay. a depth of 20 feet and they found another layer of logs. After mm-hmm. Daniel and his friends removed the logs, they were, began to remove large amounts of dirt using two shovels, a rope, and a bucket. At reaching a depth of 25 feet, Daniel and his friends realized that more expensive equipment and a lot more people were going to be needed to further excavate the shaft. Okay. Fair. Now, Daniel already has a level of dedication that I simply do not. Yeah, they've dug 20 feet. If it wasn't, like, just below the surface, I'm not gonna get it. (laughs) Yeah. But this is where he really loses me. Right? Okay. So he and his friends just, like moved to the island and became farmers in order to continue this project okay they want that treasure they did yeah so seven years later as they're like they like put together the resources got that got together like what they needed to do this project right so they joined a project on the shaft which is known as the money pit um Mm -hmm. which if you couldn't guess, uh, a little bit of foreshadowing. It's not a super promising name. It's not. You're gonna throw a lot of money in it. <laughs> yeah. So, John Smith, who was the oldest of the boys, purchased mm-hmm. the Oak Island lot in 1803. Yeah, he Simeon, bought the whole lot. He, he said, this is mine now. Mm-hmm. Simeon Lins, along with Colonel Robert Archibald, Captain David Archibald, Sheriff Thomas Harris all joined Daniel and his friends to form the Onslow Company. Onslow? They formed a company. The boys have a company now. Okay. Okay. Cool. (laughs) So, every 10 feet that they dug, there was a layer of logs. So they hit 40 feet, and there was charcoal covering Mm -hmm. the platform. At 50 feet, there was a layer of thick putty as if somebody tried to waterproof it. At 60 feet... There was eelgrass and pieces of coconut fiber, which were not native to Nova Scotia. Keep that in your mind. Okay. <laughs> and at 70 feet deep, there was a layer of hand-cut planks. Okay? Hand-cut. Yep. At 90 okay. feet, the boys found an olive-tinged stone tablet, um, and on the backside of the stone, there was a strange coat of it on it. Now, some people believe that it says 40 feet below 2 million pounds are buried, but that's up for speculation, and other people disagree. Now, here comes the issues. Okay. As we know, 
No mm -hmm. good pirate would hide treasure without booby trapping it. And they did. So the next day, because they had removed the stone, the money pit completely flooded with 60 feet of water. Oh, shit. And oh, shit. After the crew couldn't get the water out, the boys left defeated and out of money. And that tablet that they found, she's gone. Oh, where'd she go? She's gone. Okay. <laughs> she said bye. That brings us to 1849. Okay. So Nova Scotia businessmen decided to form the Truro Company and take on the money pit. All right. Those involved were John Gamble, Adams Tupper, Robert Creelmond, mm -hmm. Jonathan McCauley, Okay. James Pitblado, John Smith, and Anthony Vaughn, which okay. John Smith were and Anthony were Daniel's friends, but uh, Daniel had already passed. Um, the brother of Simeon Linz and Dr. David Bard Barnes Linz. So we got some of the original people and we got some mm. new people, right? So they came mm -hmm. together, formed a new company, but the boys are back at it. Okay. So... They drilled into the money pit, and at about mm -hmm. 98 feet, they found a layer of spruce about six inches deep with dirt settled below, seven feet of clay under that, and a gold chain that came up. And a what? A gold chain. What's that? A chain made of gold. Oh, a gold chain. I thought you said, like, a gold chain, and I was like, a what? No. A gold chain. Okay. Yes. Thank a you. A gold chain. <laughs> and they were, like, sure that they had found the treasure, but they did not. Now, in 1850, one of the men realized that the water level was rising and falling with the tide. So, they thought mm -hmm. that there had to be man-made flood tunnels, as no natural flood tunnels could occur oh. within the clay. Right. This led them to Smith's Cove, because the cove also had man-made flood tunnels. Now, here, they found layers of stone then covered by eelgrass, covered by coconut fiber, covered by the beach sand. And that system of, like, layers made sure that nothing would clog the flood tunnels, and those tunnels spread out like fingers of a hand. Oh. Okay. Now, also, in 1899, another flood tunnel was found that led to the south shore of Oak Island, but we're going to mm -hmm. keep on with the Truro boys. Um, and some people do believe that the tablet that they found it did have instructions to turn off the flood tunnels but again since it's lost we don't know right okay now the men planned to dig another shaft then dig horizontally at 109 feet to get to the treasure but in order mm. to do that they would have had to have drained smith's cove and that was not an option so also like how did they build this thing how did the people who dug it out build it uh, yeah the people that buried the treasure if no it's idea. there okay i have no All idea right. but they took i mean somebody put those layers of shit underneath there did no, they not they did yeah no it was all they had yeah no idea who did it great no idea love that so eventually they also packed up shop and left empty-handed rip no in 1861, the Oak Island mm -hmm. Association was formed, and it went poorly. Uh, of course it did. So they arrived <laughs> with 68 men, 33 horses, and a plan. And a plan, bitch. Yeah. They dug two tunnels, 
One was 18, okay. 118 feet deep, and the other was 120 feet deep. Okay. But, we didn't want to go the two feet on the other ones, even them out? Nope. All right. Nope. Okay. Uh, nope. They flooded. <laughs> which nearly killed... Yeah. They, which nearly killed two men in the process when the access tunnel flooded and the money pit collapsed. Yikes. So the company tried to drain the pit, but unfortunately a boiler exploded, resulting in the death of a man. Unfortunately, we don't know who it was. Um, and injuries to other and it was at this point that they also quit their excavation also your team sucks if like you died and that we don't even know who you are yeah that's really sad like to this day yeah, we have is. no idea like, who that man is he's yeah, like unknown team are assholes honestly yeah yeah Fuck them. so in 1890 mm-hmm. the Oak Island Treasure Company was created by Frederick Blair and S.C. Frazier. They're really looking for it. They really are. Okay. So <laughs> they made it to 126 feet when they came okay. upon an iron barrier that couldn't be penetrated, and on that barrier was oak pieces, coconut fiber, and a very small piece of parchment with the letters UI or VI written on it in Indian ink. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, because of that find, it was very valuable. Blair mm-hmm. had enough money to dig a new shaft 200 feet deep so the pit could nice. be drained. Yeah. Or could be drained. Now, shockingly, yeah. that shaft flooded. Oh, okay. But he did find the second flood tunnel. So this is who found that second flood tunnel. Okay. okay. Crafty Making Blair. progress? Yeah. Crafty Blair used red ink to show where the flood tunnels were to prove it. So mm-hmm. he put red ink in it and it showed where all the flood tunnels were. All right, so he found mm-hmm. the, he found another one, and in 1900, uh, in 1900 he moved to Calgary, bankrupt and defeated by the money pit, like many others. Now mm-hmm. he did vow to come back, but he probably didn't. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. It's also important to note that in 1897, so during this company's excavation attempt, Maynard mm-hmm. Kaiser also passed because of the pit. So he Dang. worked among the crew with the Oak Island Treasure mm-hmm. Company, and unfortunately, he did fall into one of the shafts. Um, mm. He did die, and his body was never recovered. Yikes. Uh, good luck to anybody treasure hunting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, poor guy. In 1960, the Restall family, Robert, Mildred, and their three children, moved to Oak Island for the same reason as everyone else has, to find treasure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Now, by July, they had removed more water from the pit than anyone had seen in decades. Well, it's also 1960. Like, it's way later. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Technology is way different. But unfortunately, in 1965, Mm -hmm. Robert Restall was working on his most promising shaft when he leaned over the edge to check his work and was knocked unconscious by toxic gas. Mm. He unfortunately fell in. Um, his son Bobby and two other workers, Carl Gracer and Cyril Hiltz, came to help, but they also fell in because of the same reason. Oh, damn. So, by that day, Oak Island had officially claimed six victims since it was first discovered. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, six people have died, seven men before we find treasure. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. 
Now onto the reality TV of it all. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. In 1965, mm-hmm. much like all of the others, Dan Blankenship rolled up to Oak Island with a drill and a dream. <laughs> My man. Uh, <laughs> he said, I'm coming. What year was it? 1965. So this is... Oh. Like... The same year. <laughs> yes. He's like, noxious gas ain't gonna get me. Yeah, which is bold. I feel like the second somebody's like, hey, this... First off, a pit full of water, worst fear. Fair. Immediately. I don't want it. Yeah. Caves already freak me out. The whole idea of yep. spelunking, that's a no for me. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Now you're telling me there's a pit uh, full of water that's also emitting noxious gas? Yeah, that doesn't sit right with me. I don't want to be there. I'm out. Treasure or not, some things just aren't worth it. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, fair. So, he made many dives in a pit near the money pit called 10X. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, some of the workers at Smith's Coves found a U-shaped formation of logs marked with Roman numerals. In 10X, Blankenship found a wooden chest with a man's face with most of its skin features still intact, Mm. um, a shovel, and a pickaxe from an underground air cavity that 10X went through. Oh, okay. Now, he has found a few tunnels under the money pit at 230 feet deep with wooden ceilings and clay to move water to the sides. With Mm, his company, the Triton Alliance, he was able to send cameras down into 10X that showed a cavity carved out of bedrock inside a hand, uh, and inside of that, a hand, a corpse, and several treasure chests. The company couldn't mm. reach them after many dives. So, like, we see the cameras. Stuff is down there. Yeah. Like, it's there. Mm-hmm. That's the frustrating part. It's like, it's gotta be there. Yeah. Hear me so, out, okay? Why don't we just take somebody's ailing... I'm gonna keep my opinion to myself. Yeah, my guy, I know where that's going. I'm not sending an old lady down in the mine. <laughs> Not into the money pit. I just what if we peacefully let her go on an island? Like, we'd all be there, whoever the lady is, or person. Your whole family would be there. Just be a peaceful death on the beach. My guy! <laughs> if I'm sta- like, if I'm dying, they- if they, listen, if they come to me today, you've got two weeks to live. I'm gonna go to the island. It's gotta take its seventh victim. I'll let that be me. If I'm gonna die anyways, I might as well die there and see what happens. I guess. I think it has to be death by money pit, though. Oh, okay. That's different. I can't just, like... I don't think you can just die near it. cancer? No. No, I think, like, it's definitely a money pit. I mean, I don't want to take an old lady there to, like, kill her or anything. I just... She was already dying. I thought maybe if she died on the island, it would make a difference. (laughs) Am I a horrible person? You know, you brought up some questionable points. Although it is better than what I initially thought you meant, which was to send the old lady into the money pit. No, I don't want to do that. I just want her to like peacefully, like with a mojito on the beach. No, I don't think I don't think that counts. Because Daniel also died, and he his death had nothing to do with the money pit. Ergo, oh okay, twas not the money pit. Ah, okay, I see. Yes. 
Now, unfortunately, in 1987, Dan could no longer further excavate Oak Island due to three legal battles that he was dealing with. Yikes. Um, now, Dan is mentioned in the television series The Curse of Oak Island, along mm. with his son, David Blankenship, and the current Oak Island property owners, Mari, Marty Lagina and Rick Lagina. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. The Curse of Oak Island was created in early 2014 by the History Channel as a reality TV show that describes the history of Oak Island with its discovery and events. Um, now, in this show, Dan and David and Marty and Rick try to uncover the treasure, if any, on Oak Island using modern-day technology and tactics mm-hmm. other than just digging in the money pit. Right. Um, I do think I've watched part of this show, and... A lot of, as, as our momager, Lynn, pointed out, um, a lot of the research with this uh, had to do with the TV show, but I feel like it's a reality TV show. Right. Right. Uh, but it is yeah. worth mentioning. There is a show out there. If you're curious, it's I'll on the History it Channel. It's just wild to me they haven't gotten to it yet. Right. The History Channel budget? Well, but there's also, like, uh, there's apparently a law in Canada, which, like, I, some people think that this, like, dissuades people from, like, getting to the treasure. I don't think it would, but apparently there's, like, a a treasure hunting law in Canada, um, specifically Nova Scotia, that states, like, any treasure found, um, you have to give, like, 10% of the wealth, I think, to, like, the government or something. Um, but I don't think that would... Then give it to them. Pay your taxes on it and be done with it. Yeah, any money you find, you should probably like. If it's over a certain amount, yeah, you're gonna have to pay taxes on that. Like, if it's all clean and on the up and up, you're gonna have to. Also, if it's millions of dollars, you can have my ten percent. Well, and also, like, if it's like really incredible artifacts, like, yeah, I feel like like a museum. You can have my ten percent. Like, yeah, like that's. I'm gonna find the treasure. Yeah, Like, like, yeah, I. You're also gonna get famous because you found the treasure. Yeah. And you'll be fine. A real life treasure hunter treasure hunter in like the modern day. Literally. Like you, yeah. You'd be fine. <laughs> but that Hello? is worth noting. Some people do think that like maybe that dissuades people from trying to find it. Um No, I think I don't the think that's true. Pit full of water dissuades people from trying to find it, but that's just me. I think the the drowning in the noxious gas kind of Yeah, kind of I think it. that's enough to do it. Um yeah. well I don't want anybody else to die. Okay. So I feel like we're never going to find the treasure. Because I do kind of think maybe the curse is a thing. <laughs> like, it seems like the curse is a thing. It just seems like the curse might be a thing. Or just a really, really well thought out. Like, somebody put time and effort into this. They were like, nobody is finding what's in here. Yeah. Right. But then, like, how are you going to... Which I guess if you came back, you would know how to turn the water off and dig down there and how deep it was and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think you would know all the things. But also, like, we'll get into my favorite theory of what the treasure is that I think could potentially explain why it's so guarded. Okay. Well, let's go for it. So, just a couple of, like, notable facts about Oak Island and things that were found there. Mm Mm-hmm. So in 1961, Fred Nolan came to Oak Island before Dan Blankenship, um, and he did work with him on the Triton Alliance in 1965. Um, mm-hmm. And after mapping the island, he found various large stones laid out around the island that form a Christian cross, 867 feet long and 72 feet wide. Yeah. Now, in 2009, a Norwegian code cracker named Petter Amundsen 
launched an amazing theory that the new temple of God is hidden underground on Oak Island and that there is Shakespeare's manuscripts, possibly written by Sir Francis Bacon, who could also be buried there. Who could also be Shakespeare? (laughs) Who could also be buried there, not Shakespeare. But they also think Sir Francis Bacon was also maybe Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yep. That's just what I was saying. (laughs) Now, to prove his theory, um, he has found large stones on the island, other than the big cross, that overlay Fred's, um, and that, like, so they overlay the cross to form Mm -hmm. an image of the tree of life. Okay. Now, just, the tree of life is, like, uh, the Garden of Eden- Like, it's the fruit Mm -hmm. that gives eternal life, just to throw that out there for people that may not know. So those are a couple of, like, interesting, weird things also to note, and we'll kind of come back to... And were those, like, out in the open, or were they, like, under the ground? I think they were, like, just on the island. Yeah, just, like, out there. I think so. From from what I read and what I understand, yeah. Wow, okay. So, what is the treasure? Now... Obviously, there's a lot of speculation on this one, um, mm-hmm. and we don't know. Yeah, for we sure. don't know what it is. Yeah, we uh, don't know. But like, based on what has been found and the pit's construction itself, there are uh-huh. some ideas. Okay. Now, the first, of course, is pirates. Yeah. So some believe and treasure. Yeah, some believe that the pits lead to a maze that eventually leads to treasure, and maybe some very crafty pirates had the time on their hand. I mean, what else are you supposed to do back then? I'd look for other treasure. Well, yeah, but you have to bury the treasure you have. True, true. But most pirates buried treasure just, like, a couple of feet below. So, like, yeah, they'd have they have to come be... back and find it. Yeah, like, the intention is to come back and find it easily. Yeah, right. Um, now, there, the quote-unquote evidence cited on this one is that both Captain Kidd and Blackbeard were in the area at the time. Okay. But again, like, I am hesitant on this one because I, again, with, like, treasure, especially, like, monetary value, the intention is to be able to come back and find it. Right. And I feel like digging 100 to 200 feet into the ground, like, the construction of the tunnels is a lot, and then you gotta, like, get back into them... Yeah, and how do you not die in the process? Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm it, still trying to understand how they dug. Like, if we don't have the technology to get down there now, well, so like I would like assume, how did they dig that? So I would assume like they like dug it out first and then made the flood tunnels. Oh, okay. That to makes then sense. like as like a mm-hmm. like safe guard, I guess. So the assumption is like they would know that the flood tunnels were there and like how to. Like, maneuver them. Not get got by them. Yeah. But even then, like, that's a lot of work. Yeah, that is a lot of fucking work. And Mm -hmm. the layers of shit. You gotta take down there and build? Yeah, like, this would be, this was not, like, a casual, oh, I don't want anybody to find this kind of thing. Yeah, no, it was not. So I I don't necessarily think that it's pirate treasure. Although I do Mm -hmm. love a good pirate. Fair. Yeah. Now, another theory is that the French... Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That is written... <laughs> it's a snort. <laughs> that is written into my notes. Let the record show. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, 
freaking psychopath. <laughs> I was having a good time when I was writing these. What can I say? Um, so, it's another theory is that the French might have buried treasure or even Mary Antoinette's lost jewels. Mm. from whence she was beheaded in the revolution see they would have the funds to maybe dig something like that and the people and the not giving a fuck about if anybody died and they would want to protect it from the british yes at all costs Mm -hmm. and let's remember canada does have a especially nova scotia does have a large french population yeah for sure and backing another theory kind of tagged along is that it was the Brits who were burying treasure and they had a bunch of gold and silver that they just wanted to hide. I find that harder to believe with it being like overrun by the French at the time. Yeah, but... I mean, you know those those Brits though. What are they doing? I don't know. I mean, they might have. I'm not saying they made good decisions. They were all men, but... but true. Um, But they did yeah. have the funds to... To, they would also be an entity that would have the funds and the manpower to do so. Right. Um, and I do believe there's a fort near here as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Um, now, some people do think that Sir Francis Bacon's parchments are buried there. Not the best place to keep uh, valuable parchments, but I guess if you didn't realize how valuable they were at the time, just bury it wherever the fuck you want. I guess. But it's by burying it, though, you know it has some kind of value. I don't understand. Yes. Now, my favorite theory, and honestly, the one that I personally could get behind. Okay. Now, I don't... We'll we'll get into it. My favorite Mm -hmm. theory is that the Knights Templar, which were warrior monks created to protect Jerusalem, uh, Uh uh hid the Holy Grail or the Ark of the Covenant here. Oh... Now, okay. this could have happened because they could have formed an alliance with the Sinclair family in Scotland, and William Sinclair could have taken it and built the money pit on Oak Island sometime in the 15th century. Oh. Okay. Now, Freemasons, because they're back. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, could have hidden the treasure with the Knights Templar because of the various materials found in the money pit, like chalk, charcoal, and clay, which symbolized freedom, fervency, and zeal. Oh, okay. Now, many men in the treasure hunt on the island could have been Freemasons, such as the people who formed the Onslow Company. Oh, and also, Frederick Blair, William and Melbourne Chapel, Edwin mm-hmm. Hamilton, and Gilburn Hedden. Okay. okay, that's a lot of people. So, here's my thing. Uh-huh. Of all of the theories, now do I necessarily know if it's the Holy Grail or the Ark of the Covenant? No. However, it does make sense to me that if there was something as valuable as that, that mm-hmm. an entity like the Knights Templar, the Freemasons, or the Sinclair family, or all three took the time to build something this extravagant in order to hide it and for it to not come back. Yeah. Because with those things, the goal is for it to stay hidden. Right, because nobody needs that kind of power. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah. So that's the theory that I can most get behind. Because okay. then it makes sense for that much work to go into mm-hmm. it. Oh, I agree. And then the big cross and the rocks and the mm-hmm. shit that doesn't belong there. Like, yeah, Absolutely. I agree. I think I can get behind that. Absolutely. That's it's so- just too extravagant for a bunch of pirates, I think. That's my thing. Like, we're talking about three entities that both have the resources, the manpower, and, like, the... Th- the want to. The, yeah, the the goal of and the wherewithal to go through with something as this extravagant. Right. Like, it just well, makes you have to do it sense. for a reason. You're burying something for a reason. Yeah. And I, I genuinely yeah. don't think that it it's just money. Like, it has to be so something either. that's, like, Big. more than that. Yeah. I agree. And the right. stones and stuff, like, I the pirates aren't taking, I just don't think they're taking the time to do that kind of shit. Like, mm-hmm. they're burying it a few feet. Like, yeah. Six feet. Like, whatever. I don't know. So, I think I can get behind the Freemasons. Maybe Ray was trying to find the treasure. That's, that's a bad joke. But maybe. <laughs> Ooh, am I going to cut that out? <laughs> that's where we're at today. We'll never Ooh. know anything. Ooh. We know nothing here. Yay! Now, some speculate is the treasure even in the pit? Oh, probably not. Because it's it probably could the side pit. It could be a huge red herring. Yeah. And some people believe that the real treasure is buried in the swamps due to those stones um and where like the tree of life and the cross like could quote unquote mark it. So some people believe that like the money pit is just this huge red herring in general that makes sense to me too though like if the masons and stuff built it they built it to like trick everyone like if you like you don't want somebody to just go dig it up one day yeah you know what i mean you don't ever bury the treasure in the og like uh, the spot it's always somewhere else yeah so today the pit is still a mystery a lot of the whole island uh, honestly a lot of people have attempted to find the treasure and all have failed yeah so now, has the seventh death already happened? Oh. Oh. Okay. So, and this is, I've got in, in lots of asterisks, this is all wild speculation. Oh, that's what we Just do here. That's what we're good wild at. Wild yes, speculation. Let's go. Yes. Um, allegedly, wild speculation. Just keep that in mind. Yes. So, History Heretic a podcaster, made the claim that the seventh death has already happened. Okay. It Ooh. is alleged that in 2014, Matt Chisholm was the seventh person to lose their life to Oak Island. Who's now, that? Matt Chisholm was a producer on the show The Curse of Oak Island. Okay. Apparently, it has been claimed that after receiving um, either an anonymous tip or, like, an ancient uh, Masonic map, he just disappeared. And his death was never announced or reported. But he is dead? Mm Mm-hmm. We know that for a fact. We found his body. Uh, He's gone. Now, this is all... Gone and dead are not the same. So this is all alleged, and, like, I tried to find like anything about this and there really isn't anything about his death other than it was mysterious so it does seem like it was confirmed that he is dead okay 
but there's nothing else other than like it was mysterious and like pretty much nothing like it wasn't even like announced or reported on until like a year later like it wasn't made public until a year later that's us that sounds more like murder to me than very strange than like money pit accident yeah it it's it's super odd so that is and again wild speculation there is not a lot of information out there about this right other than like he is no longer with us okay and it happened under mysterious circumstances that's what we got we don't even know the circumstances like we we don't not even no he's okay. just gone that feels a little maybe not true yeah I don't even know like how reliable that is like i try it like and uh, i mean the other aspect of that is that matchism is not an uncommon name mm-hmm. so like as far as looking into like i tried to find like anything and like i found an obituary that for a second i thought might have been his mm-hmm. but it wasn't clear that it was his because it didn't like there was there's like no confirming information yeah that just was sus and if somebody is better at this than i am uh please let me know and like give me some info because i'm super curious because i tried to find it yeah and i did not get very far well so internet do your thing (laughs) what do you and uh, allegedly yeah that that was 2014 so it would have happened um years ago yeah at this point Um, right so is there treasure there? Has the seventh death happened? We don't know. I don't know. I know we nothing. Don't know. We know nothing. But it's super weird. So what's weird to me is like, and I guess like, I like I mean Canada's laws are are probably very different than than the U.S. Fair, but. I, what's strange to me is that, like, I would think at this point, like, there is evidence that, like, something is down there. Just dig it up. Something's going on. I would think that, just, like, just, at this just point. Just dig it all up. The government would have stepped in and been like, we're taking this on. Right. Like, I, that's what I would think. Well, I guess it depends. I mean, bigger fish to fry. Okay, but, like, you know if I mean? we're talking about the potential holy grail, I would think that's a pretty big fish yeah, to fry. Yeah, but how do you... I get it, but, like, how do you pitch that? Like, it, I mean, it's a legend. You know what I mean? Like, because okay, yeah. then if you do that, if your country, Canada, whoever, buys the island and then, like, digs it up and there's nothing there. Okay, yeah, but governments have done a lot less for a lot more. I, I guess, yeah. And I'm also saying, like, there's already been, like, artifacts that have been found down there. Like, there's already been, yeah. like, historical things that have been found there. So, like, I would think, like, right, even if it's just not. excavate it. Yeah, like, even if there's not, like, necessarily, like, the Holy Grail, like, I would think at some point somebody would be, like, we're gonna make this, like, an official dig site, and, like, we're gonna figure out what's going on here. That's true. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. And, like, I, I know nothing. Like, I have more questions than answers after today. Honestly. Like, it's so... <laughs> it's so weird. It is weird. It's just a weird world that we live in, and it's awful, I'd like, <laughs> apparently. I So, I mean, that's that's what I got for you, but it's very, like, it never ceases to, like, interest me, because, like, there's something mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I don't know what it sure. is, but in the very there's least, something. in a very extravagant hole. Uh, yeah. 
and it exists <laughs> for a reason. I want to know what yeah, the I reason agree. is. I do too. It I'm right there behind you. Ugh. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we, you and I will find out one day. Who knows? Well, and I think, uh, thankfully, I think we are maybe exempt because it said seven men. Headed up. Oh, see? There so you I'm go. Hoping, I'm hoping we're, like, exempt from that whole, like... Couple of ladies. Curse thing. Marching yeah, maybe on that, in there. Maybe that's what we needed. We just need a team of women. I mean, and in the wise words of, like, Jillian Pensavali in the True Crime Podcast, let the women do the work. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. let us go up there and dig up that treasure. Yeah. yeah. Let's give yeah, it a go. Fuck it. Fuck it. I got this. <laughs> See if we'll this curse applies to us. <laughs> yeah, right? Test it out. I mean, I really don't want to, though, because, like, I don't want either one of us to, like... No, and you know what I mean? spelunking scares me, so, I mean, like, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. I don't really we'll, want to do that. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. out the logistics. It'll be fine. We'll hire somebody um, else to do it. But, uh, that's, that's all we got for you guys today, I guess. Sure is. Um, you can check us out on the socials. Our TikTok be popping off. Mm-hmm. Uh... If you want to see just a little bit of visual content, that's where you'll find it. It's uh, YMAH pod and uh, your mom's a hoax on everything else. Your mom's a hoax pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Please follow us. Send us suggestions. Rate and review us. Um, Yes, for sure. Rate and review. Yeah. And uh, we love you and happy Christmas and happy holidays for whatever else you celebrate. I know there's a lot of holidays in December. There is enjoy celebrating all of them yeah have some have some happy holidays have some time to yourself i'm taking some time to myself you do the same you take care of yourself you do that you tell your bosses that we said that you can have the day off yeah uh send this in as your doctor's note yeah you let hr know yeah all right uh but i guess we'll see you guys next week yeah heck yeah all right um well bye bye